here in our community in Stockbridge. We are living in this special glow of the Divine Mercy Sunday. Yesterday we had Divine Mercy Sunday. Wanted to prepare the program for all the viewers through the WTN as well as through our own media. And we wish to encourage people, invite people, inspire people to place their confidence in the Lord. We wish to draw their attention to the great promises that the Lord has given to those who receive the Eucharist, to those who receive the Eucharist in a state of grace, that the Lord wanted to give them extraordinary blessings. The, as we know, the Eucharist is the truly body and blood of Christ. And so Christ himself, who enters into our very heart, into our very soul, into our very body. Christ himself is the one who is able to remit sins, to forgive, to cleanse, to purify us. And not only that, but also to nourish us. And by his very presence, by his powerful presence, he was able to, to remove anything which is not of him, which is, you know, the removal of all sin, but also the consequences of sin. And as we know, the consequences of sin are those. Every sin introduces disorder. Every sin introduces a type of poison, not only within our own heart, but also into, into our families, into, into human community and society. And so these, these consequences sometimes we cannot control. You know, we have many dear John letters, or whatever it is, when people abruptly end relationship where there's no more possibility of reconciliation. All those things we've done, we're not able to, to, to take back words which hurt, words which wound, all the things we have done. And so by this gift of Divine Mercy Sunday and the special promises which the Lord made, the Lord removes all those consequences, all the things which perdure and which poison and which continue to, to affect in negatively or, you know, in, in, or try to destroy, you know, the very harmony and peace of people. People can't let go of some things. People can't let go and forgive because of, you know, the consequences of that sin, sin that was initiated and introduced. And so the Lord gives us these extraordinary things by himself as he enters us, as he enters the very world in which we live and he allows us to participate and partake of the divinizing love, grace, mercy. But as we reflect not only of what took place yesterday and kind of living that glow and that love that God has granted to us, we move and continue to do what yesterday's reading, first reading was all about, and the community of faith, the community of those who embrace Christ, the community of those who were born again, born again of of baptism of water and the spirit. It's a community of those who were baptized and were confirmed, community that was baptized and cleansed by the baptism, but also sacrament of penance. And the community that lives by, by the, the presence of the Holy Spirit, which is given to us by Christ himself. <clears throat> the Lord um, speaks very clearly today through to, uh, uh, to Nicodemus, and he's instructing and guiding us. Who was Nicodemus? Nicodemus, Nicodemus was man, as a person who he represented the, the the ruling, the governing body 
of, of the people of Israel. He was one of the 70. He was part of Sanhedrin, but he also was a Pharisee, which means that he was very well educated in the law. He was one of those leading men, not only governing as men who are governing body, but also he was a, a leading teacher and guide. And yet he is the one who comes to Jesus. He is the one who comes to Jesus instead of confronting the Lord. He wants to know more. He says to him, I know that you are a man of God. He calls him rabbi. He gives him a, a, a very honorary, a highly honorary title. To be called rabbi was something that was very special. And so Nicodemus recognizes in Jesus something extraordinary, something special, gives him the appropriate title, rabbi. But then he continues and he says to him, no one can do the type of work that you do, no one. No one can do these extraordinary signs. No one can raise another person from the dead. It's not possible. And so therefore I know that you are someone who comes from God. And so right from the start, we see this leading man, uh, probably extraordinary person, most likely well-to-do man as well. And yet he comes at the night, humbles himself, seeking wisdom that comes from God, seeking answers that come from the Lord. In, in other words, he says to the Lord, who are you? What are you doing? I know that you're a man of God. What is, what is it about you? And the Lord says, well, if you want to come to, to know me, come to teaching, you have to be born again. You have to be born anew. You have to be born from on high. You have to be born because flesh will not produce this type of effect. It is the Spirit, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit who grants the gifts. And so it is by the, by the Holy Spirit that you are able to see and understand things that otherwise in a human way you are not able to. And so he introduces himself the Lord introduces to himself a person who, who is, as we can see later on, was Nicodemus and, and Joseph or Matthias, both from, from, from the uh, Sanhedrin, who later on took the body down uh, from the cross. These were the two that, that were, although leading men, and yet they were the ones who began to understand more and more deeply there's something here about the Lord Jesus himself, that is worth for them to pursue, to enter, to, to partake of. And, and Jesus says very clearly to him how to be born from above, how to be born again, is by water and by spirit, by water, by baptism. The needing to be cleansed, to be, by the gift of baptism, what do we, what do we receive? Well, we are forgiven. The original sin is removed, which means the original sin of rebellion, distrust of God is removed, even though there may be consequences still, but, but those, those are not part of that sin. And yet, we also know that baptism incorporates into the body of Christ, makes us being, being part of, of, the, of the body of the, of the Lord himself that's being incorporated. You know, as we know, baptism also opens us up. It makes us, it makes us a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit enters us when we receive baptism. He enters, we become his temple, the very place where the Holy Spirit lives and acts within us, animates us. So baptism allows us to receive 
not only cleansing of sin, not only becoming part and body of, of the mystical body of Christ, but also gives us the possibility of, of, of being in communion through the Holy Spirit with God the Father and Jesus because of the dynamic presence of the Holy Spirit within us. And, 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 and that, that gift that, that the uh, Baptist offers to us is continued but through the sacrament of penance because, because any type of sin that we have committed after baptism, that, that gift of the sacramental penance continues to work within us, cleansing us, purifying us. And then the Lord says to Nicodemus, in the second aspect of being born, being born again, is allowing the Holy Spirit to act within us. And we know that through baptism we receive the pledge already, the seal of the Holy Spirit, and that fullness of seal comes to us through, the, through confirmation. As, as we receive the confirmation, we hear the words, be sealed with the Holy Spirit. We be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit enabling us to be mature, to be strong, to be courageous, to boldly, boldly profess our faith, so allowing the Holy Spirit to dwell within us. And this is what Jesus tells Nicodemus, you will become, if you allow the Holy Spirit to come into you, if you allow to be baptized. And so Jesus gives everything to Nicodemus. He gives them the answers. He gives them the possibility, the means by which he can attain that deep communion of relationship with the Father, that he will allow himself to be formed by, by the Holy Spirit. And we see the effects of what takes place today, as we know that during this whole Easter season, we'll be reading the readings from the Acts of the Apostles. And as we know, the Acts of the Apostles was written by St. Saint, Saint Luke, who also wrote the, the Gospel. And he continues to show us what the church did, the early church, how it took place, uh, how it took place, what, what, what happened to us when we, as people of God, the new people of God, we were born from the side of Christ because Jesus established the church on Good Friday as he breathed his last and he gave himself and he established the church, born from the side of Christ, born from the pierced heart. We became, became the church. And, and so the church we see from, not only from, from, the, from the moment of, of Christ dying on the cross and breathed his last, gave his spirit to the Father, but also gave, gave us life and formed us into a new church. It became, became strengthened by the resurrection and, and it continued by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And so that early church, we see that boldness of Peter today, observing the boldness of Peter and John and perceiving them to be uneducated. You know, the Sanhedrin told them, you cannot proclaim, you cannot do this, and yet they did. Because why? Because, they, because the, 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 the Holy Spirit was with them. They were not able to say no. They knew and understood, not only that this Jesus, whom they have seen risen from the dead, but also they know that, that he gives them the power which made the cripple um, walk again. He gave uh, healing. It, it, it healed the cripple through the power of the word of Christ and in his name. And then, and then today as they gather with the rest, he says they gave witness to what took place. And what was the witness? Is we see that the power of God not only works through healing, but also that they had the courage to stand up 
to profess their faith. And, 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 and so, so, so here they, they are rejoicing. They prayed. Uh, they prayed. They allowed God to work through them, the signs and wonders, because the Holy Spirit is with them. And, and so, so, so they give this type of witness to others that, that the Lord is there with them. The Holy Spirit is there with, with them and guiding them. And finally, we know the early church, as you know, yesterday we, we read that reading, the community of faith, what did they do? They were devoted to the teachings, instructions of the apostles, which means that they were reading the readings, the St. Saint Paul's letters. They were, they were reading the accounts, which we know now and we have in the gospel themselves and also in the living tradition, as, because as you know, the celebration of the Eucharist was a living tradition. They repeated what the Lord Jesus did on Holy Thursday. So what we have is, first of all, they, they devoted themselves to the, to the uh, instructions of the, and guidance of the apostles. Then they devoted themselves to prayer, any type of gathering for prayer, praying together. They also devoted themselves to the breaking of bread, which is celebrating of the Eucharist and then finally forming a community of love, taking care of one another. This is what the Lord Jesus gave them. This is what the Lord initiated, and through the power of the Holy Spirit we have. So may we then, as we continue this sacred liturgy, we, um, we are grateful to God for giving us the gift of faith, but we have come to know the Lord. We are grateful for the gift of the Holy Spirit that has been poured upon us, that we are the recipients of the extraordinary gifts that God gives us through his, through his Holy Spirit, the gifts of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, all the things which flow from the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then we're also grateful for the gift that we are able to pray together and to celebrate this Eucharist as the early Christians were dedicated to that gift of, of breaking of bread, so are we. And may we together as, as a people of God, people of, of, of the body of Christ, that we may grow together, that we may grow in faith, that we may grow in love, that one day, through the power of God, through the Holy Spirit, and through the Eucharist that we receive, we shall share in the glories in the kingdom to come. What joy will there be to be in the presence of God, of all the loved ones in his kingdom, sharing his glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. 
simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.